0: Hi, I'm Kate Nichols. I'm Chief Executive of UK Hospitality and today I'm here at the House of Commons with a number of MPs, apprentices, training providers and employers across the sector to launch a new report looking at the challenges and opportunities for hospitality careers 2030. Um, thank you very much for joining us for the launch of this report. Um, it is quite an important moment in time actually because Hospitality is a very dynamic, vibrant sector in which to work, full of opportunities for people of all ages and backgrounds based right around the country. And crucially, I think at a time when there's a great concern around travel costs and housing costs, It is local employment for all ages and all skill levels so we're very passionate about it in the sector and often we find that when we talk to politicians they don't understand the great range of skills that you need to run a hospitality business successfully they don't recognize the range of opportunities that uh, we provide as a sector and UK hospitality was created earlier this year that was the single biggest thing that our businesses our operators our employers across the country came and told us that they wanted to work on a new campaign to raise and improve the profile of hospitality careers to celebrate what we do and the great work that we do and after all hospitality is the third largest private sector employer it employs 3.2 million people nationwide and if you look at the broader supply chain it's 5 million So we have a cadre of very supportive and uh, sympathetic MPs who recognise and understand the role that the sector plays valuably, culturally, socially and economically. But we need to make sure that that is appreciated as we go through the fourth industrial revolution and the industrial strategy. It's appreciated by politicians of all sides of the house and at all levels of every constituency. One of the key things that brought us to this commission inquiry were some twin challenges that we're facing. First of all, there's a very well-publicized labor shortage within hospitality, and it is labor. It's not skills. It is a demographic deficit. We are forecast to have 200,000 fewer 18 to 24-year-olds by 2020, and for that not to recover until 2025. So we do have a very specific issue with young people in the sector and the pool of talent that we can attract. We also have some very high-publicized issues to do with, please come in, join us, sit wherever you like. around Brexit, migration policy, control of immigration, and what's happening in an an economy that is basically at full employment. Where are those team members going to come from from the future? And so what we wanted to look at was to identify those challenges share them with some MPs who are working in the sector and working on those issues in terms of youth employment, and together look at some of the solutions we might want to put forward to those challenges we face, so that therefore a sector of the economy which is ready to take advantage of the opportunities that Brexit affords us and will continue, despite Brexit, to be a major employer in the UK, how can we take advantage of that and how can we improve the skill levels? So how do we ensure we have a supportive regulatory framework that can allow us to attract the talent we need, to reward it appropriately, to invest in training. And we can't take away from the fact that over the last two years this sector of the economy has failed to achieve the growth targets and the job creation targets that it had since the last recession simply because of the intense cost pressures that it's been facing. So consequently we worked with our members to set up a joint industry and parliament commission to allow MPs to hear directly from the sector from our members, from employees, employers, workers at all levels and training and skills providers so that we had a rounded debate. And over the course of a number of sessions, we had 50 witnesses ranging from both large and small operators, trade unions trade unions expert think tanks and public bodies and it's brought together politicians from across the main parties who've been actively engaged in our sector and in youth employment chairs from four of the main relevant L party parliamentary groups who you'll hear from later today they took oral and written evidence across the country Edinburgh, Cardiff, London and and from employers large and small as I say we had five evidence sessions and the report today identifies a joint plan of action for how we as the sector working with politicians and the government, and trade unionists, can deliver our ambitions for growth. (coughs) It talks about a cross-industry united national campaign to challenge the negative perceptions of hospitality careers. And if I could make a plea to all of the politicians here, please, can you help us achieve a tourism sector deal? That would be transformational, in our view, in getting government recognition for the quality and standard of jobs that we create, and to support our job creation ambitions going forward we want to work to deepen our uh, relationship with the department for work and pensions to showcase modern careers and to have joined up opportunities to train we also want to work to promote the soft skills that our industry delivers and to call for government consultation around this it's particularly important in the evidence base that we build as we go forward into brexit often we talk about low skills semi-skilled over two-thirds of our workers are NVQ level three or above. So this is a semi-skilled industry, not a low-skilled industry. And it brings transferable business skills that people can learn either to develop as their career in hospitality or to move and develop careers in other sectors. And we want an urgent review on the effectiveness of the apprenticeship levy. We know that change can't happen overnight. But the recommendations outlined in today's report provide those working in the industry and those supporting them in government and elsewhere with a clear set of priorities for us to campaign on. If we continue to work together to promote the industry and make it a career of choice, we will be able to deliver on our ambitions to create tens of thousands of new jobs and over 200,000 apprenticeship places by the next five years. And then we will play our role in making sure Britain's economies and communities thrive as we exit the EU. I'd like to thank everybody who gave their time to support the Commission, those giving evidence and particularly our witnesses. I'd also like to thank the MPs who chaired the sessions, Michael Tomlinson, Steve Double, Mike Woods and Nick for your ongoing support of the industry, it's crucial. And I'd now like to introduce Michael Tomlinson, Chair of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Youth Employment and Co-Chair of the Commission, who will say a few words about the evidence heard and the work of the APPG. Thank Thank you, you, Michael. Okay, thank you very much indeed.
1: Kate, Thanks so much and it's a great pleasure uh, to be here alongside Nick, um, alongside Steve and I know Mike Wood is hoping to pop in later on and it's a great pleasure to have been asked to co-chair alongside Nick and Steve and Mike uh, this particular report. I'm the Chairman of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Youth Employment and each month we look at the youth employment statistics, see whether they're going up whether they're going down, and hospitality is obviously a key part of that. I'm having to rush off pretty much straight away. Um, I'm going to boast so I'm going to White Hart Lane, which is our next meeting of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Youth Employment. So that, at least in part, um, is why I'm having to rush away. But hospitality is an incredibly important part of it. So when Graham um, and UK hospitality pitched the idea to me, it seemed to make perfect sense because so often young people will look at hospitality not as a career in and of itself, but as the first step on the ladder to somewhere else. And so how refreshing it is to see the hospitality industry saying, no, we don't want that to be the case. We're looking, why not look at it as a career in and of itself? And I think this report uh, goes some way to it. I just want to highlight two uh, uh, two very small parts of the report, which I think are important. The recommendation number one, And I think this is really important, looking to eliminate the negative perceptions of hospitality. I I like this for for many reasons, but um, perhaps first and foremost, because it acknowledges that the industry itself can do a huge amount to change and challenge perceptions and negative perceptions about hospitality. And if that is done, then, of course, young people and, and people, whatever stage of their career, can look at hospitality in a far more positive light. Um, the second recommendation I want to highlight is recommendation number three, about dialogue between schools and the industry, because this is something that we, as an all-party parliamentary group for youth employment, have already done a lot of work on. There's, uh, there are things uh, such as Dorset Young Chamber in my constituency that meets and introduces as a link between education and employment and gets industry into schools and it's a valuable and vital link and I think recommendation number three uh, in this report can absolutely help in getting young people uh, more aware and, and greater awareness of the career options that there are involved in hospitality. There are many more recommendations than just that. Please forgive me for having to rush away. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to co-chair it, and I look forward to these reports feeding into dialogue um, with government and also with the industry and seeing the sector grow from strength to strength. Thank you very much indeed. Um, somebody,
2: um, yeah, uh, Steve Double. Uh, I'm the MP for St. Ulster and Newquay in Cornwall and uh, chair the um, All-Party Parliamentary uh, Visitor Economy Group. And uh, particularly my, my, my focus on this was the... the the needs and desires of the tourism and hospitality sector um, and uh, the challenges that uh, that sector is facing. We're aware of. You know, that the, the tourism sector is so important to the UK economy and it's absolutely vital that uh, uh, the voice of uh, tourism is heard. Uh, going forward, particularly at these particularly um, significant and challenging times, and, and as we leave the EU, making sure that uh, the needs of, of that sector are met uh, in terms of workforce and that is partly to do with making sure that the sector continues to have access uh, to migrant labour labour, uh, post Brexit and make sure that uh, that is as easily and smooth as possible uh, to ensure that the, uh, the sector has the workforce it needs but also an opportunity within the UK to make sure that UK residents are aware of the opportunities that are there and that we're providing The the workforce and the skills that the sector needs. And I think this report does a a very good job of highlighting those particular needs and uh, making sure that uh, those those issues are brought before government uh, in the coming uh, weeks and months and make sure that that's used to to shape policy going forward. Uh, Some of the things I'm particularly uh, passionate about uh, that I've already been touched on, but, but really raising the status of a career in hospitality and tourism within uh, the UK workforce and, and, and making sure that people see it as a, a, a very good, uh, positive, long-term career opportunity, not just uh, a fill-in uh, job. And part of that, I believe, is getting... One of the, one of the bits of evidence uh, that I particularly took notice of was, is getting that message to parents so often it's that we need to get parents to understand that these are great career opportunities for their children and, and not just see it as a, uh, a short-term thing. Um, so, you know, I absolutely welcome this report. I believe it can play a very important part of, of uh, making sure the voice of the tourism and hospitality sector is heard, uh, from gov- heard by government in these important times and uh, delighted to have been a part of it and, and uh, absolutely hope to to see this go forward, and I'll certainly be uh, looking to use it in my conversations with government uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Thank you. And our final co-chair is is Nick Dakin, who's the Vice-Chair of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Education and Chair of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Skills and Employment.
3: Thank you for that. I mean, I I was delighted to be involved with this initiative. I think, um, given the number, given the size of hospitality, in our economy. Um, the fact that it's treated as a Cinderella is quite outrageous, really. And we're all culpable there. And I think it's uh, a really um, f- full marks to UK hospitality coming together and taking the initiative on this and coming up with what is, you know, it's, it's an easy read. It's fairly easy to get hold of. Um, that the, the, the asks here are pretty simple and straightforward, and that gives a tool which can, you know, building on what Michael and uh, and Steve have said, can push those arguments forward in a very clear, precise, and targeted way. Um, I mean, I think hospitality is. Uh, is a great place for people to work, and I don't think we should um, deny the fact that for s- some people, they come in and they gain some really good transferable skills which they can use elsewhere in their careers later on. I think that's still a plus, but what, what we heard um, when we were taking evidence in relation to skills, and some of the um, the witnesses are here. <laughs> nice to see you. And some cracking witnesses um, on, on apprenticeships and people who'd developed, go- gone into... Um, Gone into hospitality as a, as a Saturday job was, as it were, and and, and ended up running um, a, a chain of, of of high high quality hotels. So there are stories to tell about how this industry. Um, it, has many different career um, paths and, and quality career paths and, and that's a story which I think you're beginning to get the act together here and I, I'm very keen to work um, with colleagues in this room and outside this room to, to, to push this forward because I think it's a very important part of the work for getting the UK economy where it needs to be as it faces the challenges into the future. So thank you very much for including me in this um, endeavour. It's been, it's been a, a a great privilege to be involved.
0: Thank you all to, to all of our coaches in that. And then to wrap up the sort of formal part of proceedings, I think we have heard very eloquently about the real-life examples and role models that we need to bring out more. And I'm delighted that we do have a final speaker, who is one of our witnesses, Michael Chambers, who's an apprentice at Park Plaza Hotels.
4: Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. Um, just give you a little bit of why I'm here as a witness, I'm currently working as a chef apprentice at Park Plaza Hotel, uh, Victoria. Um, the skills that I've learned have been, how can I say it? There, there's, there's no words to really to describe what I've learned, what I've been going through in Park Plaza, becoming a chef, finding a career that you can be proud of, that you can tell, you know, I have a daughter, when she asks, what do, what do you do daddy, where are you going every day because I don't see you. I'm going to work, what do you do daddy? I'm a chef. And I can say that with pride, I can say that actually knowing that it's true because I'm learning the skills that it takes to be a good chef. So I think that's the first thing that you know, you give people, by getting onto apprenticeship. you give people pride, you give people something to, 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 to work towards. A lot of doors will be closed, to people like myself and and others. And that apprenticeship gives you a chance to prove yourself, but at the same time, without taking on crippling debt. You know, you can prove yourself while still paying your bills, because nobody expects you to be a star when you first go into the kitchen. They just expect you to have the willingness, the, the hard work, you know? You're there to graft, and then you're gonna pick up what you need to pick up. And as long as you've got that attitude, I think that's the most important thing is the attitude, there's no, there's no barrier. But if we didn't have apprenticeships, if I had to apply for a commis chef position somewhere, do I have the confidence? I could cook, yes, but do I have the confidence to say, I can be a commis chef here? I don't believe I would be able to go forward to a restaurant and say, look, because I don't have the skills, I don't have, you know, what exactly you're looking for. So being an apprenticeship has given me the confidence now to say, I could go to a restaurant, I could go somewhere, I could go to a hotel, I could go to a cafe, I could go to a gastro gastropub, yeah, and I could say, look, here I am. I have these skills. I'm willing to learn. I know what it takes. I know it's long hours. I know you don't get to see your family much. But, you know, there's a career. And I would be happy to pass it on to anybody else, to help anybody else, somebody else struggling or looking for something to do. I would say to them, try apprenticeship. Try something that you're fond of, you're keen of, an environment that you like. I I don't know what I would suggest. I would say food because I love food. (laughs) But that's that's another story. (laughs) So you're giving somebody an opportunity to do that, to prove themselves, you know, to go home at night, to lay their head down and know I've done something worthwhile. Without apprenticeships, I don't think you have as much scope for that. You know, especially being a chef, I feel like I'm an artist, but without the crippling debt.
0: That concludes the formal part of our session. Um, We do open it up now to to questions and answers if any of you have got them or you're welcome to um, do it less formally and come and ask questions of any of the apprenticeships or the two training companies or myself afterwards. Do we Have any questions?
5: There's a point you made uh, a couple of times there that uh, working hours are something that that is a particular strain on uh, reaching out to people with regards to employment. Um, Was there any consideration made to changing the Working Times Directive once it's carried through to uh, UK law um, and making it more adaptable for the catering industry?
0: Um, I think what we need to do is a bit more myth-busting because I think we have so many negative perceptions around working in a kitchen is going to be loud, noisy, aggressive, macho long hours, hot and sweaty, yes it's really hard work but it doesn't have to be like that and modern kitchens are often not like that. So we need to just work at busting those myths.
3: Terence Baker, Hotel News Now. Um, Maybe a couple of questions. One is how do you get those parents involved in in their children's careers? is it just a question of education or is there something more that can be done should be done? And secondly, how do you get the colleges, the, the hotel schools involved? Because in my line of work, we're very close to Cornell, mm-hmm. we're very close to EHL in Switzerland. I know there's good schools here, but they don't seem to be quite playing on the same level. How do we get those involved in there are great role models, and you know we've we've got some some we've got loads of role models here, and there'll be loads of others. And I think you know, as somebody who's run a college um, before I came here, you know, getting people in who are who can talk directly to, to, to young people about the um, the business that they're in, um, that makes a real difference. And they're the best voices, you know. My, you know, somebody like me going in, or uh, you know. Somebody in the education world, or, or, or somebody—it's that, that one step removed. But if somebody like Michael goes in, that is very powerful um, because people can relate. Um, and it's the same with parents. I mean, there's, there's a forever challenge with parents. But parents at the moment are—you know—it's it, a very challenging landscape for parents because the the world, even in one generation, it has changed dramatically with the opportunities that were there and it's it's that it's the changes accelerating Um, and and therefore taking the opportunities you know to to be involved you know get get this sector involved at primary level as well when parents are more engaged because they find primary schools less um, you know less difficult to engage with and there are opportunities easy opportunities to get involved there and you know and begin to you know think about those involvements as a, an opportunity to you know, put a flag in the ground for the sector, and the sector as a career. you know, Because that's the bit that perhaps isn't done so well by the sector at the moment. And that's why this is such a good piece of work because it sets down a benchmark to say, we're going we're to get our collective act together much better than we have done in the past. We know we've got a job to do here. And, and you'll find you'll find partners that want to work with you. And then when, and then you, when you've got bits of success, they're the things to celebrate because everybody wants to be part of success, don't they? And people can copy success. So that's what I would say.
2: Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's, it's about role models. It's about um, the, the, the message that comes out from the sector about um, the opportunities that are there and, and talking about... The successes you know we 've heard about people who joined and did bar work or whatever and then ended up managing um, a hotel or a restaurant or whatever and, and and actually getting those stories out more so that uh, both you know young people and their parents can see that this does happen and, and, and is part of uh, um, the opportunity that exists within within hospitality um, and I think it's it 's building on. Um, you know, I think there has been a, a, a growing appreciation, um, particularly, you know, with things like celebrity chefs and Great British Bake Off and all of that, has, has changed some of the image people have had of, of, of the, the the food uh, mm. side of the, the sector. But I think that we need to broaden that out now and, and, and get the, the, you know, a wider understanding of because most people don't really understand all of the types of jobs that are mm. within the hospitality sector. You know the management opportunities, the the, the financial you yeah. know, controls, all that, and, and just see that the sector is very broad, and it's not just about working a bar or, or waiting tables or whatever. That, that actually, the, the sector actually has a, a full range of, of career opportunities, and it's just getting that message out. Yeah. As, as Nick says, part of that is with you know the colleges and schools, yeah. um, but I think the the, the, the business sector itself.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's where, you know, if you look at recommendation two and recommendation three, the survey that we did of our employers said that the better careers advice was the most significant way to improve the sector. So we've got to be more joined up as a sector, as an industry as a whole in making sure that we have the best possible careers advice to go into schools at every level and to go into colleges. And we just don't have that at the moment. It, it's very sectoral. It's very subsector. It's not the breadth of hospitality. And as Steve says, it needs to celebrate all the fantastic careers. So where would you prefer to be an accountant? In a widget factory or in um, a, a brilliant, vibrant hospitality company where you can have a bit more fun? It's a much more enjoyable place to be an accountant. But also there's marketing, there's lawyers, there's architects, there's building, there's uh, contractors. All of those kind of skills and careers need to be broadened out and we need to improve the quality of the careers advice that people get at school. Um, and also, you know, yes, you, you're right, the big hospitality schools, the ones that are really well recognised, they are Ivy League colleges in the, the States. Where's our Russell group hmm. that picks up tourism, hospitality, management. You're not going to get a better grounding in business administration than doing a tourism or a hospitality management degree. So we need to work with our universities. No more questions. Well, we've got time for people to have a chat at the end. But that only remains to me, for me to say thank you very much for joining us here today. We remain here to answer questions for you. Um, and it would be remiss of me at this point in time, while I've got a captive audience of civil servants and MPs, not to mention the UK hospitality budget submission with the Chancellor <laughs> coming up, um, to amplify the Commission's recommendations to give the hospitality sector and the employers within it a little bit of headroom over the course of the last two years. A third has been wiped off the margin of those hospitality businesses, which means they struggle to invest in some of the issues that we're talking about. In order to give us that headroom to protect jobs, double the NIC threshold for the lowest paid, take the lowest paid out of tax altogether. We can then protect youth employment and we can make sure that we can protect investment in training and take home pay um, and introduce a digital revenue tax to allow us to freeze business rates for hard pressed high street hospitality businesses for the next two years ahead of the next revaluation. Those two things in November would allow us to realise and reach our full potential so apologies for taking a chairman's (laughs) liberty of broadening the subject but i didn't want to leave you without our full recommendations but thank you very much for joining us today
5: i'm with uh, michael tomlinson the co-chair
1: of the Hospitality Workforce Commission. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Perhaps you could just outline why it's such an important piece of work. Well, thank you very much indeed. I was really delighted and honoured to have been asked to co-chair this. I'm the chairman of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Youth Employment, and hospitality is a massively important industry. It's also important for my own seat in Mid-Dorset and Northpool, which relies heavily on the tourist industry. I think two of the recommendations are particularly important as far as I'm concerned. Firstly, recommendation one, looking for a cross-industry national campaign. I think that's absolutely right coming from within the industry to eliminate negative perceptions. And the second one is the closer link with schools. I think that's incredibly important. There's lots of work that does go on uh, linking with schools, but have a wider, more coordinated approach, I think would be brilliant. Thank you
5: very much for joining us today. Not at all,
1: thank you. I'm now with Jill Whittaker, who is the Managing Director of Hit Trading.
5: Yes. Uh, Jill's uh, organisation is doing a lot of work with UK Hospitality around uh, a diploma. Perhaps you could just outline for us, Jill, the work you have been doing with uh, the UK Hospitality organisation.
1: Yes. Um, well, last year we launched the LMR Diploma, which was a, pro- a suite of programs at entry level, uh, so level two programs for apprentices in the hospitality industry. This year we're broadening that out enormously to look at the whole of the hospitality and catering industry, and to um, to have a suite of apprenticeships that will cover all of the roles that um, that are required, and it will be done on a highly professional level. We're um, the Times Education Supplement Training Provider of the Year, and that's one of the reasons that UK Hospitality wanted to work with us so that we could make sure everything that we did was highly relevant um, and very up-to-date and at the highest level.
5: That's lovely. Thank you for outlining that today to us.
2: Thank you.
5: I'm joined (laughs) by Nick Dakin, co-chair of the Commission. Thanks for for finding time for a quick word this morning, Nick. Um, I note in the uh, the report that uh, a career in hospitality isn't always uh, promoted amongst other careers. What can we do now, do you think, to really promote a career in hospitality in the UK?
3: I think it's about making sure we get those excellent role models, many of whom we saw giving evidence to us, who've gone into uh, hospitality and are now leaders in their field in one way or another, whether that be in the kitchen or in the uh, outside or running a, a hotel chain or, or something other other, other, other otherwise. Um, th- these are great careers and it's a Absolutely. great place to start um, for young people, particularly in developing those soft skills which any employer wants. Um, and once uh, we can get people in, many of them may well stay because these are good, flexible careers that um, offer a real opportunity to people, whatever state they are in their lives.
5: And a growing sector, of course,
3: as well. It's a growing sector. It's a sector that uh, needs uh, people to work in it. So that's why I'm very pleased to be part of this commission report today um, because it shows it's a sector that's outward-looking, willing to engage with government and others in order to make sure the sector attracts the right people for the future and also celebrates the fantastic people we have working in the sector at the moment. There's some wonderful people doing apprenticeships. It's a very good place to to go to get into this sector through apprenticeships and so there's a lot going on um, it's an exciting interesting career um, where people can learn and develop their skills very rapidly
5: that's lovely thank you so much so for okay. your time today. thank you thank you i'm with steve double the co-chair of the commission steve we uh, we listened to the um discussion earlier regarding recruiting people into the industry but is a, a sector that has struggled with retention over the years. What can we do to make sure that people not only join the industry, but map out a longer-term career in it?
2: Well, I have the privilege of being the MP for Snorstall and Newquay in mid Cornwall, which is heavily reliant on the tourism and hospitality sector for our local economy. And, and uh, we recognise this as one of the challenges that the sector faces. Uh, I, I feel part of it is about getting that very strong message across that uh, working in hospitality, uh, does create, does provide a great opportunity for career. It's about the messaging to people, that they see it as a long-term option. So often it's just seen as a fill-in seasonal job or, or, or job sort of um, as, as, a, as a young person, but really seeing that there are career opportunities to, to go up through the sector, to be trained, and I think uh, you know the best employers provide training for their uh, for their staff, so that they understand that the, they're inv- they're being invested in, the staff feel that they're valued, and that the investment is going into them for their future. So it's about, I think, uh, that the sector making sure it's getting its priorities right in terms of investing in its staff and training staff, and then partly about the message we get out to people that they really do understand that uh, the hospitality sector pr- can provide a great long-term career opportunity. That's lovely. Thank you for your time today, Steve.